Welcome to the Sweat Simple Podcast. My name is Brooks Herbis and I'm an online fitness coach helping people simplify and make sense out of the all too confusing fitness and nutrition industry. In this episode, I'll be walking you through what I would do differently if I was starting my fitness journey over from square one. So grab a coffee, water, glass of wine, or lace up your walking shoes, and let's dive in. Hello, Sweat Simple Squad. I hope you are all having a great week. Uh, I am heading to, actually, the next couple weeks are pretty busy for me. I'm heading to a bachelorette party for one of my good friends and old roommates this weekend. And then I have a concert up in Aspen and then another event the following weekend. Um, So lots of crazy summer travel that has already kicked off, but I am excited uh, and I hope you guys summers are also off to a great start. You're feeling like you're in a really good place with your fitness goals. But if not, this podcast episode is really going to help you. The whole reason that I became a coach was to help people not make the same mistakes that I did when I first started my fitness journey. Uh, I spent years doing a lot of the wrong things. And when I finally figured it out, I was so frustrated and so annoyed that it had taken me so long to, you know, finally figure out what really worked. And even more so, I was so frustrated that there wasn't it for me personally, it took me a really long time to find like evidence-based coaches who actually were promoting methods that worked. And I was so frustrated that it had taken me so long to, you know, find coaches like that to finally figure out what worked for me. And so I became a coach because I wanted other people to not have to struggle as long as I did. Like I wanted to help other people figure this out and hopefully figure it out a lot sooner than I had. And that is the whole point of this whole episode is telling you the mistakes that I made when I started my fitness journey and what I would do differently this time around. So to give you guys a little bit more background on my fitness journey, when I was a, I, I had been a dancer my whole life and I had just, weight had never really been a thing for me. I was, because I was so active, my body never really changed. And I went to college and I was, you know, still my body like didn't change a ton because I loved to work out. So I thought I was just like in a good spot. And then I spent junior year, fall semester, studying abroad in Europe. I probably had bread and Nutella. Not probably. In fact, I know I had bread and Nutella for breakfast every single morning, no protein. And I never worked out. Like I walked around cities and stuff, but I, the only type of workout I knew how to do at school was classes that I was taking. I had no idea how to actually like work out on my own. So I just completely stopped when I was studying abroad. And on top of that, I was eating a lot more than I had been at school because I had no idea what proper nutrition was and how to properly fuel my body. So I was just eating what my host family made available to me, which was a lot of really delicious pasta and bread and Nutella and no regrets. But I gained about 30 pounds while I was studying abroad. And when I came back, I had just no idea how to go about losing it. All I knew was to work out. I had no idea how to lose weight. I had no idea what my nutrition should look like. I thought I ate healthy. I didn't really know what healthy eating meant. And I began my journey 
over the next three years of basically losing weight by trying some restrictive diet and then gaining that weight right back. I was always cycling between the same 10 to 20 pounds and I just could not figure out how to get that to stick. And these are the mistakes I made along the way so that you don't have to make them and you can have a lot more success and a lot more quickly. Okay, first up, I would not make any food off limits or try to restrict foods. When I first started trying to lose weight, I had all these food rules and things that I couldn't eat. I was always trying to just cut things out. And most of this was because I had seen this somewhere. If you guys have heard of Pop Sugar Fit, um, I was deep in Pop Sugar Fit and they were always toting some new diet, whether it was no dairy, no sugar, no gluten, whatever it was, I was always cutting those foods out and trying my best not to eat them. What happened though, was this led me to being pretty hungry and miserable a lot of the time. Um, I really liked dairy. I liked things that had gluten in them. And by not eating them, I felt like I was hungry all the time. I was always craving foods. And as a result, every weekend, I would just go absolutely ham and treat it as a reward for how good I had been, been being all week. Um, and this was just not helping because I was probably in a deficit during the week, but then every weekend by just completely indulging because I had been so miserable all week, I was really putting myself out of a deficit and I was probably closer to maintenance or a surplus. And this is why the scale was just never moving because I wasn't actually losing weight. I was just cutting things out, being really restrictive, and then forgetting and acting like the weekends didn't count. So if I were to do it all over again, I would not make any foods off limits. I would not have food rules um, because on top of that, like this gave me a not great relationship with food. I felt really guilty whenever I did end up eating something that was on my quote unquote can't eat list. Um, and then because of that, I would just like feel like I had messed up and I would keep the train rolling. So if I was doing this all over again, I would not have these food rules. I would not have foods that were completely off limits. I would not try to restrict anything. And instead, I would just think about what I could add. So instead of saying like, you can't have gluten or dairy or sugar, I would say, okay, how could I add more protein to this meal? How could I add more vegetables to this meal? And I would actually learn how to incorporate all of these foods in moderation. That is what allowed me to finally see long-term results is when I finally figured out how to incorporate all these foods in moderation rather than always trying to restrict and be miserable. So first thing I would do, I would not make any foods off limits or try to restrict foods. Second thing I would do differently is I wouldn't try to control my weight loss through my workouts. I had no idea what I was doing on the nutrition side of things. And all I knew was that I liked working out, but I thought that I had to work out six days a week. And those workouts, I'm not talking just like walking six days a week, like those workouts, I thought they had to be really hard. If I was not burning 400 plus calories, these workouts in my mind weren't effective. 
because of that, I was focusing a lot on like cardio and really intense hit. And even if I was lifting weights, I made sure that I incorporated hit in some capacity or cardio in some capacity to every session. What this did though is it left me really hungry most of the time because hit and really intense cardio are pretty taxing on your nervous system and they can leave you pretty ravenous. And that is what was happening with me. So just because I was working out a lot, I was often, you know, eating an excess of calories that I might not have if I was doing, you know, more um, lower intensity workouts. On top of that, what I didn't understand was that weight loss is really hard to control through your nutrition. As you guys know, in order to lose weight, you have to be in a calorie deficit and the calories that your body burns total through exercise are a very small percentage of your total calories burned throughout the day. Like the calories that your body is burning from exercise, even if you're doing HIIT workouts and you know stuff like that, it's still likely less than 10% of your total calories burned throughout the day. So in order to like really move the needle with your total calories burned and to really control weight loss through your workouts, you have to be doing like hours of cardio a day, which is pretty freaking unsustainable. So rather than trying to control your weight loss through your workouts, you should be trying to control your weight loss through your nutrition. That's going to be a lot more manageable. You're going to be able to do workouts that are actually more effective for your results, like strength training, because you won't be focused on, you know, just burning X amount of calories because newsflash, that doesn't matter for your workouts. And you're just going to have a much better relationship with the gym and your workouts in general. So if I were doing this again, I would not try to control my weight loss through my workouts. The third thing that I would do if I was starting my fitness journey again is I wouldn't try to use meal plans. And instead, I would calorie count and try to learn more about energy balance and the food I was eating. This is a big one. I know meal plans are really tempting because you think if you just follow that meal plan, eat exactly what it tells you to, you will see results. You have to, right? Like this meal plan was created by, you know, an influencer or whoever, someone whose body you really want. And you think that if you just follow that meal plan, you're going to see results. But the real issue with meal plans is one, everyone's nutritional needs are different and a blanket meal plan is not going to be that effective. And two, it's more important that you learn how to incorporate the foods that you like while still losing weight. Whether that means going out to dinner, going to a friend's house, you don't have a meal plan that incorporates those things. So you'd be much better off calorie counting, learning about the energy balance in the foods you eat on a regular basis, figuring out how to incorporate all those foods rather than just following this blanket meal plan. Um, I don't know if anyone is familiar with BBG, Bikini Body Guide. They are now sweat, Um, but back in the day they had a meal plan and I would always try to follow that meal plan. And like, I must have tried this like three times. It's a 30 day meal plan, I think it was, 30 or 60 days. And I thought that if I could just like finally stick with that one time for a full month, I would see results. But the issue with that meal plan is One, the trainer was rooted in Australia, so a lot of the foods were like more easily found in Australia and not the U.S., so a lot of the foods I had a hard time even finding. Two, I was working full-time in an office at that time. Um, I was like brand new to corporate life, and a lot of the, the foods that they suggested for lunch 
weren't really super easily like meal prepped or taken with me. Um, so that made it really difficult to stick to. And two, I had no idea if that meal plan was even appropriate for my height or weight. Like I said earlier, we all have different energy needs and we shouldn't just be eating the same calories. Um, and on top of that, we shouldn't be trying to eat food that we don't enjoy, that doesn't work with our own life, that doesn't fit into our own schedule, because that made it really hard to stick to the meal plan. And that's why I was never able to stick to it. And I was constantly feeling like I was failing because I was like, why can I not just stick to this dang meal plan? And when I stick to it for a couple of weeks, why am I not seeing results? This is why instead of just following a blanket meal plan, it's much more effective to calorie count to stay in a deficit and to figure out how you can stay in a deficit by incorporating the foods that one, you like, but two, that work for you. If you have to go into an office, what foods are gonna be easy for you to prep? If you like getting pizza with your friends every single Friday night, how can you incorporate that into your calories? Like calorie counting is going to allow you to figure out what foods work for you on a regular basis rather than you trying to follow a meal plan that wasn't built for you, that doesn't work for your life, and that's going to leave you feeling really confused at the end of these 30 days when you don't have a meal plan to follow anymore. So if I was doing it all over again, I would not use meal plans. And instead, I would learn about calorie counting um, and I would track my calories and my protein to make sure that I was in a calorie deficit while still eating the foods that I really liked. When I finally did calorie count for the first time, that is when I actually saw weight loss progress that stuck, not by following these meal plans. The fourth thing I would do, and I touched on this a little bit already, but I would stop trying to be perfect during the week and then treating myself every weekend. We'll keep this pretty short because I did touch on it with that first point, but like I said, every Monday through Thursday, I was pretty much being super restrictive. I gave myself a strict set of food rules that I had to follow. I wasn't allowing myself to eat certain foods. And then by the weekend, I was so hungry. I was so miserable. My cravings were so intense that I just threw it out the window. I was treating, honestly, it started Thursday night at happy hour. I was treating Thursday through Sunday basically as a free-for-all. And what I always told myself during that time is I was always like, okay, well, you're starting again on Monday. On Monday, you're going to cut out these foods again and you're going to be really strict and it's all going to be fine. But like I said earlier, all that was doing was not keeping me in a calorie deficit. I was likely maybe in a calorie deficit Monday through Thursday, but then I was taking myself out of the deficit by being in a surplus Thursday through Sunday. So overall for the week, I was not in a calorie deficit. I was not seeing progress and I was developing a really bad relationship with food. What worked much better for me is when I started to treat my weekends more like my week and vice versa. So rather than just using the weekends as an all out treat, I started to figure out okay, how can I make my weekends more like my week? Can I eat one meal, more meal at home? Can I make sure that my fridge is stocked with really fresh food that I'm excited to eat when I wake up Saturday morning instead of going to brunch? Uh, can I still pack my lunch on Friday instead of going out with my coworkers? Like, what are those small shifts that I can make to stay more consistent over the weekend? And something that made that easier too was allowing myself to eat more foods that I had previously labeled as quote unquote bad during the week. So allowing myself to actually have like 
pretzels as a snack on a Wednesday or to go out to pizza with my friends on a Monday. Uh, and just like incorporating these foods on a more regular basis really took them off the pedestal, really made me realize that the weekend was not my only opportunity to eat to eat them. I was not starting all over on Monday and there was no reason to completely ditch all my progress just for a couple of days. So if I was doing this again, I would stop trying to be so perfect during the week and then treating myself all weekend. The next thing, I think this is like the fifth thing I lost count um, that I would do if I was starting my fitness journey over from square one is this one's really important. I would not get my fitness information from health and fitness influencers. This is why I was so confused for so long and why I never saw results is I was getting one, a ton of different information because every fitness influencer I followed was saying something different. And two, a lot of misinformation from unqualified people. Uh, because of this, I was always chasing that next shiny penny. I always thought that there was something better around the corner that I should be doing. There was always some new diet, new program, new workout that I should be doing. And I was never staying consistent with one thing because there was always something better that I needed to be trying that kept popping up. I also never had a straight answer. Everyone had different opinions. So I didn't know if gluten was bad or fine to eat. Uh, you know, I couldn't eat dairy, but dairy was actually really high in protein. So it was fine to eat. Uh, I shouldn't eat processed foods at all. Oh wait, but all food is processed. Like there was so much conflicting information and I was just always trying something new as a result. And it always had me doing too much. I felt confused. I felt overwhelmed. I felt frustrated and I was never seeing results. Um, and it's because newsflash fitness and health influencers are typically not coaches. They don't have certifications. They don't have education on what they're promoting. A lot of it is just based off things that they've also seen themselves, they've tried, and they're now promoting to a large group of people. Just because it works for one person doesn't mean that there is evidence and research to support it. And it also doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. A lot of what they're promoting is not backed by evidence-based peer-reviewed research. And as a result, it's not going to get you results. Drinking lemon water in the morning is fine and great and whatever. That's not going to help you lose weight. Uh, you know, going on a hot girl walk is absolutely incredible for your overall health. But the 3-13-30 method is not the only reason you lost weight. Uh, you know, like it's things like that where it's just circumstantial and it's not actually rooted in evidence. And it's going to leave you really confused. It's going to lead to you trying a million different things. And it's probably going to lead to you feeling restricted and doing things that you just don't need to be doing in order to see progress. Which brings me to my last and final point of what I would do differently if I was starting my fitness journey for the first time is I would hire a coach way sooner and save myself a lot of time and energy. Instead of getting a ton of conflicting information from influencers and, you know, women's health and random, not evidence-based sources, I would hire a coach like myself to tell me what to do. I would hire someone I trusted who could take 
all the guesswork out of this for me and actually teach me how much I should be eating to fuel my body, what kind of workouts I should be doing in order to get the results that I'm looking for, what in my mindset had been holding me back from seeing results in the past, help me improve my relationship with food, and ultimately just make me feel really confident in the path I was taking. I should have hired a coach so that I knew and felt really confident in the fact that if I just followed the program they gave me, I would see results uh, because truly that is the benefit of the coach. We have, I say we, because if you don't know, I am an online fitness coach. I help hundreds of women lose weight online. Uh, but as a coach, we have the years of experience doing this. And because of that years of experience, those years of education, we're able to identify what you're doing, quote unquote, wrong right now and what you need to change in order to see results moving forward. And if you just follow that program that your great coach lays out for you, you're going to see results. You don't have to spend all that time spinning your wheels, wondering if what you're doing is right, feeling frustrated that you're not seeing results. Um, like if you have a good coach, you know that if you just follow the program they give you and follow it really consistently, you're going to see results. Like I wish I had hired my first coach so much sooner because I wasted years of being miserable and frustrated and spinning my wheels trying to do this on my own. A coach would have saved me so much time. And if this is something you're interested in, uh, you can apply for one-on-one -on -one online coaching through my website. I would love to help you. I would love to be the person that takes all the guesswork out of this for you so that you can stop being confused. You can stop being frustrated and you can start seeing actual results. But that is the last thing I would do if I were to do this all over again, I would just start immediately with my coach and save myself a heck of a lot of time. That wraps it up for the Sweat Simple podcast. I hope this was helpful and I hope that this saves you guys a lot of time and headache on your fitness journey. If you have any questions on this episode, please, as always, shoot me an email, shoot me a DM. I would love to chat through some of this with you. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for being here and I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.